Thank you, thank you to our co-host Rihanna. She's learning how to be podcaster, so we're giving here some practice. Public speaking. Well done with the intro. Thank <laughs> you. So on our on our show, we love be doing fellow digital nomads from around the world. We're actually currently in Paz, Bolivia, traveling around South America. We've been to 11 countries in South America. We have two left to go, Chile and Uruguay. Then we'll have been all 13 countries in South America. And on today's episode, we have a digital nomad who's actually currently in Bali, Indonesia. Uh, her name's Kate, and she's the founder of the Remote Nomad. And also, she's the founder of this amazing program called Wi-Fi Nomad. So we're going to be finding out about Kate's uh, own digital nomad journey, her blog, her website called the... Uh, uh, remote Nomad, and also the program called Wi-Fi Nomads. Uh, so, Kate, uh, welcome to the show. How are you doing today over there in beautiful Bali? I'm doing good. I'm being. I'm very happy to be in Bali today. So things are good. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, to start off with, why don't we get to know you a little bit better? If you're going to do a quick introduction and share a little bit more about yourself. My name is Kate. I'm originally from Canada. Um, a couple years ago, I started living this nomadic lifestyle. I made a and just, um, you know, booked a one-way ticket. I didn't have any um, income sorted out, and I knew I needed to uh, find a way to make money online. So I, I sorted that out um, quickly in the essence of time. And um, yeah, I've been living this lifestyle for a few years now. I've, you know, lived across Europe, Asia, South America. Um, I'm currently in Bali right now. Um, Throughout the time since I've started my this lifestyle, um, I launched my blog, The Remote Nomad, and that was really um, well received. And from there, um, I sort of the evolution of Wi-Fi Nomads came to be um, in having people reach out to me all the time, wanting to understand how to live this lifestyle. So I launched Wi-Fi Nomads to help get people started, and we actually just finished our first program a couple weeks ago in Bali. Awesome! Congratulations. We're definitely going to be finding more about the program. Before we do, I'd love to hear more about your own uh, story. So you've been for uh, two years. Uh, tell us about some of the countries you've visited so far. Yeah, so I try to remember them all. All right, so in Europe, um, I mean, I've, I've traveled to a bunch of countries, um, but living this lifestyle in certain countries. So I've been to um, Prague, Czech Republic, Slovenia, Croatia, Turkey, uh, Thailand, Indonesia, Malaysia, Japan, Mm, I think I'm forgetting one there. And then, uh, yeah, a lot of South America. So Peru, Chile, Argentina. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bali, obviously. Well, Indonesia. Yeah. And then uh, there's a bunch of other countries that I've traveled to, but those are sort of the ones that I've, that I've lived in. Awesome. So tell us about uh, Remote Nomad. It's your website and your travel blog. Uh, when did you start it and what are the major themes and topics that you're writing about out there? Yeah, so for the Remote Nomad, I mean, I've sort of um, been neglecting it. I, I hate to say that, but with the program taking off, um, it's sort of been keeping me busy. Um, but yeah, so with the Remote Nomad, it really just focuses on this lifestyle. When I started it, I had no idea what I was going to be talking about. I was like, I'm just going to write about what I'm experiencing. And people gravitated towards understanding how this lifestyle works. So it's very, um, it's very more like how to, but also being realistic with the ups and downs of the lifestyle. Um, I really try to focus on you know, getting, helping people understand how it works and how they can get started. So it's very information based. Um, but yeah, everything 
related to this lifestyle, I try to cover, um, cover in the blog. I'm definitely glad that you cover some of the lowlights as well because a lot of nomad uh, world travelers, we only see the good stuff. You see the, the beach spots and the, the sightseeing mm -hmm. places and you, you see the happy moments, but you don't see those deep struggles that, that uh, digital nomads see. So uh, why don't you share some of those on the interview today? Uh, what are some of your struggles so far in these uh, couple of years of being a nomad? Yeah, I mean, I think of a couple off the top of my, uh, probably three main ones. So one of the biggest challenges I faced so far was just getting really sick, really, really sick. Um, and I just remember thinking, I was in Japan at the time, and I was just thinking, I just want to like fly home and have my mom take care of me, but I knew it would take me like two days to fly home. And it was it was an uncomfortable experience, but it also pushes you beyond to know what you're capable of. and. So often you don't know what you're capable of just of yourself as a person and what you can overcome. And, you know, that that sucked. But at the same time, um, you know, I, again, what I just said and, and another similar experience I had is that I've always been a traveler. So I never understood when people got homesick. It didn't make sense to me because it's an enjoyable thing. How can you get homesick? Um, and then for the first time when I started this, probably four, four five maybe four months into this lifestyle, um, I got homesick and it was the weirdest experience because um, you state of like depression, like you're just, you can't focus, you're sad, you miss everything from home. And um, to overcome that was an interesting process because I didn't know, I, I it wasn't like oh, I'm having a bad day, it's just the state that you feel in. Um, so with that, like I tried to incorporate a lot of elements from from home into into my environment. So you know, just buying plants or small things like nail polish or family photos. And I tried to incorporate those elements into my lifestyle. And I tried my best to, you know, create routine for myself that I would follow at home. Um, and you know, it was just really a matter of time until that that was resolved. So I mean, being homesick was definitely a challenge that I wasn't expecting. I'm getting really sick. Um, I guess the the another big thing, and I mean this is a huge topic with a lot of digital nomads, is is almost that element of the loneliness. And it's weird to say that because you can be surrounded by people at the same time, and there are ways to go about it. And I'm you have to be very um, for me. I'm very proactive and mindful of it because I've experienced it. Um, so now even in Bali here, I'm being very proactive of really getting to know people um, at the co-working space and. and connecting with people that are sort of on the same same level and mindset um, of where I'm at in life. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of the challenges are, are just that. And then there's just the daily things, right? Um, you know, I had to go to immigration the other day and I accidentally showed up an hour hungry and I didn't know where to eat and just little things, you know, you run into bumps in, on the road and you just have to, um, you learn to just adapt. And, you know, I think people overlook the benefits of this lifestyle. I remember people saying, oh, you're going to be so adaptable and learn how to be more flexible and negotiation and all these things. And to me, I was like, okay, whatever. I, I don't know that that will actually happen, but it's, it's so true. You really, um, you really learn to just adapt and have to, you know, manage things as they come because you, you just never know. Yeah, no, it's definitely good that being so real and transparent, I know, uh, you know, uh, we all have to do that more. I've definitely struggled with some of those things you mentioned, uh, 
Uh, even here in La Paz, I'm suffering from altitude sickness, and I'm just like, oh man, why am I traveling? And I wish I was in a nice warm place, and it's uh, so cold, and the altitude so difficult, and yeah. people don't speak English, and it's so frustrating sometimes. And uh, um, yeah, people don't see that side of the travels. And uh, yeah, you mentioned the loneliness, and the lack of community. Luckily, in a place like Bali, uh, you know, here in La Paz, there's a lot of tourists, but uh, not not as much of a digital nomad uh, community. So. Yeah, probably you need to find those digital nomads, uh, not only online in the, like Facebook groups, but definitely offline as well in uh, places yeah. like you mentioned, co-working spaces, and uh, if you're staying in uh, hostels or uh, uh, connecting, um, you know, uh, with locals through meetups, etc. So great, great insights there. Yeah. Curious about uh, your origin of Wi-Fi Nomad. You mentioned you just uh, recently finished the program, but tell us a little bit about the conception. What did you come up yeah. with the idea of Wi-Fi Nomads? And uh, tell us about how you took it from conception, um, in, you know, the idea into implementation. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's very interesting because if I look back, uh, even a few years ago, and someone was asking me what my future entailed, I would have never said, oh, I'm going to have this digital nomad program. Um, it was never on my radar. It sort of it was very much an evolution, just like this whole journey has been an evolution. Um, so when I started this lifestyle, I joined a program called Remote Year, which takes seventy five professionals to a new country every month for a year. Um, so I had signed up for that program. I was really interested in this lifestyle, uh, really determined to make it happen. So I joined Remote Year, and during that time, I launched my blog, The Remote Nomad, and. Um, I was just sharing about this lifestyle and it started to gain a lot of traction really fast. Um, people wanted to know what I was doing, they wanted to know about the program I was on and yeah, um, and then I had a lot of people reaching out to me always asking, you know, how do I get started, how does this work, it, it seems very confusing, it seems very far-fetched to a lot of people um, and then it started getting picked up in a bunch of press as well like CNN and BBC and Fast Company and all of that. Um, so. Uh, with that, I started to recognize, okay, I'm on this program remote year, and I'm now living this lifestyle I would have never imagined, and it seems so far-fetched to me, but now I realize how attainable it is for just, like, the average person, because I'm a very average, middle-class family, nothing special about me, super average person. Um, I can't express that enough, and, and now I'm living this lifestyle, so... I knew it was possible for other people. Um, you know, I was on remote year, but remote year you have to already have a remote job. Um, because I was on the first one, I was able to sneak in there without one and sort it out. I was like, I promise I'll get a job, just let me on. Um, so I, I recognized that there were a lot of people that wanted to do a program like remote year and a lot of people that wanted to get started with this lifestyle, but they just didn't have the tools to do it and they would reach out to me and I would, the emails were very much along the lines of how do I get started? How do I get a remote job? And to answer that in an email is very difficult and I couldn't give them the best answer that way. Um, so that's when I decided, okay, I'm on remote year. I understand the programming aspect, you know, being on the first remote year program, I was with them through the ups and downs as they figured it all out. I saw what worked, what didn't from a per participant perspective. I knew what I liked about the program, what I didn't like, what I would do different. Um, and again, what they did well. So I brought that knowledge and then also recognizing that people need a bit of help getting started and it can be very confusing to people. Um, in a way it's quite simple once you sort it out, but if you have never really, it can be confusing. Um, so that's when I decided, okay, I'm going to launch this program. I, 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 I struggled a bit. Should I do coaching? Should I do a program? 
I wasn't quite sure the best way to share this information. Is it an online course? Um, and then I realized, you know, there's a huge impact in being immersed. You can read all you want online. You can read about all of it. But once you're here and you feel it and you're with people that are living it, it's a whole different thing because then you see the reality of, uh, of it and how it works and you get a sense of, okay, is this, is this lifestyle really for me? Um, again, like you read things online, it sounds all exciting, but once you're here, you see all of those ups and downs in a, in a period of time. Um, so yeah, so anyways, um, you know, it was an evolution. I had the blog, people were reaching out. I was on a program. Um, I knew there were more people that were wanting to join that couldn't because they didn't have a remote job. So I launched Wi-Fi Nomads with the purpose of help transition into this lifestyle. So finding a remote job, um, starting an online business, getting started with freelancing, understanding the lifestyle, so how you go about the lifestyle from visas and taxes and all of that, um, but also focusing on personal and professional development. Um, that's a huge, one of the biggest lessons I learned from this lifestyle is um, it's a very much a personal journey and experience and you really need to be taking care of yourself um, to help you navigate this up and down lifestyle. Um, so we really focus on personal and professional development as well. How it came to be, it was just this evolution. And, you know, I threw the idea out there. I had my audience from the remote nomad threw the idea out there. Hey, this is what I'm thinking. And then people started applying and they just kept applying. And that's when I realized, okay, I think I have something here. Let's, let's see what happens. And then it just, it grew from there. And yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm really excited. We had our first program. It went really well. Um, everyone seems really happy, so I'm just, I'm really excited um, to just move forward with it. Yeah, very awesome. It's great, great you created the program because I think a lot of digital nomads, uh, we kind of like stumble upon this lifestyle and you figure it out as you go and you kind of struggle through it mm -hmm. and you don't realize that other people are struggling and, uh, you know, there's that, the importance of that community and it's good that you've uh, established mm -hmm. that. I'm curious to know about the program. Um, walk us through the program. Uh, what are the typical days are like and what are the different modules you're teaching? Um, so, we, we sort of divide it into components. Um, a lot of the focus is on the um, starting your own business and how that works and understanding like the business fundamentals and, and how you next level. Um, we also had our guest speaker, Daniel DiPiazza, um, who's he's really well known and he's just an expert. Um, he's launched multiple six-figure businesses. He knows what he's talking about. He has the life experience. So we, we flew him in from LA to and sit down and have one-on-one -on -one sessions and I think that was impactful for the participants to have someone like him sit down and just listen to their ideas and give feedback um, so yeah we, we focus on that aspect I mean usually we're up by nine we have breakfast we head to the co-working space we try to make it very immersive and have the participants um, in the co-working space connecting with actual digital nomads um, you know we have networking events with the digital nomads in the area um, we did one week in Ubud and one week in Chenggu, so the participants could get a sense of that transition and how things are different. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot we covered. There's a lot of content, <laughs> um, but we also try to make it very um, immersive, like I said, but also very engaging so it's not boring and you're not just sitting there. Um, you're actually doing it. That's one of our biggest things is that our participants actually do. Um, so we share information with them working on it and then we share some more and then they start um, that's a big thing for us because a lot of people again with online courses they'll 
take it all in, but then they don't do anything with it. So we really are about keeping them accountable. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, and then we cover everything from, I mean, our main focus is on starting the, the business um, and freelancing and how to get clients and networking and, um, you know, finding mentors. Um, we also focus on the employee aspect. So how to convince your boss to let you work remotely, um, making um, a career transition, how to prepare your resume um, and prepare for an interview for remote jobs because they're much different than traditional jobs. Um, and then, yeah, just like the logistics. Okay, so budgeting, um, destination planning. So we had our participants look at, okay, where do you want to go? How much is it going to cost to live there? How much do you need? Um, creating an action plan. Okay, so here's when you want to be a digital nomad by. Here's all the things you need to do leading up to that. Um, you know, providing them with the worksheets and the resources that so they can make it happen. Um, we really focused on mindset a lot. That's a big thing for an entrepreneur and even a digital nomad is, you know, managing, you're going to have people that disagree or they don't get it or they think you're being ridiculous that you just want to pack up and leave and travel and it seems so um what's the word non-grown up but opposite of you know that traditional path and how you overcome those challenges of people not understanding you um yeah so i mean our days are very structured very long there's a lot of information a lot of activities we go around we do a couple days excursions going around to see bali um the different sites um these were very um, nine to five, a lot of the workshops going through, taking action. In the evenings, we do a bit more of the activities, the networking events and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so much I could say in terms of what we did. It was just so action-packed because um, obviously there's a lot to cover. Um, but now, now that the program's done, so what we do is the two months prior to the uh, post-program, we support our participants with group masterminds, one-on-one um, -on -one coaching sessions to make sure they're on track, and then we break them out into accountability teams to make sure they're also keeping each other on track. Um, it's really important for us that we don't just content. It's really about building a community, taking action, making it happen. Things don't end after Bali. Bali's just the start. Um, and supporting them as they transition to this lifestyle because it does take time. Yeah, it definitely takes time. It takes support and, uh, you know, that accountability factor. So uh, very comprehensive program. I, I love the whole uh, post-program follow-up, uh, you know, with the coaching, uh, the mastermind groups, the accountability teams. Uh, so definitely an amazing program to develop. Curious to know about your vision for it. So you have, uh, uh, you know, travel the world. You have this uh, successful blog. You have the program that just finished. Uh, where do you see yourself in terms of the life, your business, and your travels in the next few months, years, beyond? Yeah, so right now we're going through and we've been meeting with our participants to sit down with them one-on-one -on -one and get their feedback, uh, what they think, what, what they want to see, and really have them have their say in how we grow. And we have a lot of ideas of where we want to take Wi-Fi um, in terms of next steps. Um, but what we're going to focus on now is doing running more Wi-Fi programs. Um, again, our vision is... Our vision is big, but we're also staying focused of, okay, here's what's next, here's what we need to focus on. Um, so in terms of immediate, what people can expect from Wi-Fi, um, we have learned that, um, you know, we toyed with the idea of do we create something online because we can, we really want to reach as many people as we can, but we realized, you know, it is an investment. Not everyone can um, financially afford that investment. But during the program, we realized the impact um, of the immersive part and how critical that was 
um, and impactful for the participants. So we've decided to, you know, continue. Um, I mean, to be honest, everything went quite well for our first one. It went very smoothly. Everyone's like, how did it go? Expecting to hear like what went wrong. And I, I mean, everything went great and the participants were really happy. So, you know, we've, you know, we'll do some tweaking and try to improve things here and there. And we are obviously open to feedback and that's why we sit with our participants. So some things will evolve. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've prepared um, them B. Um, we have a couple, um, we have dates picked. We haven't announced them yet. Um, so that will be coming up. So yeah, we're gonna be doing um, same sort of thing um, as this program. Um, but yeah, we'll be running a few more. And then once we do those, we have vision for how it can further evolve and how it can further help. Okay, there's started that are, you know, going from corporate cubicle to transition to this lifestyle. There are some people that have already sort of dabbled into it. And then we have people that, you know, they've been living it for a year or two. And, and our audience at this point, that range. Um, so right now, our goal is to serve those people um, at, at the beginning phase and support them, um, but we're mindful of where everyone's at um, and how we can further support our participants in certain ways. So it's very fresh and new because it's been, you know, a few weeks since we've been reflecting on, on, um, on our experience. So, I mean, that could evolve based on what I'm saying now already. Um, everything's an evolution. Um, we just one step at a time. Um, but that's sort of, yeah, that's what we can expect um, at, at this point in time anyways. Sounds great. Definitely looking forward to seeing what the future holds in terms of uh, your own journey, but uh, Wi-Fi nomads as well. Uh, so uh, you mentioned, um, you know, that you help people go from this corporate cubicle lifestyle to this digital nomad lifestyle, and it's a huge kind of like uh, dichotomy between those two lifestyles. Uh, if people wanted uh, to to transition, uh, any tips or advice you would give them besides this whole Nike just do the slogan? Yeah, so yes, it's funny because I feel like that is the biggest thing. Just do it. Do something every day, but I do realize some people need the knowledge and information. Um, okay, so tips and advice for people that are transitioning. So, I mean, what I can share is my experience, and when I started, I knew I knew I, something wasn't sitting right. I, it wasn't healthy for me to be sitting on a computer screen for eight, nine hours a day. wasn't right and I think a lot of people feel this feeling there needs to be something more um, when I started what my process was is I made a criteria list of my ideal job and my ideal job had to give me the flexibility to travel you know same sort of income I had to always be learning and growing as a person um, I created this list and I will tell you this list made no sense and I was like this job doesn't exist because this is so unrealistic but I did it anyways and I was determined to explore what my options were um, and I, w I also so I created that that ideal job description and then and in terms of the elements of what it would give me, not like, oh, I want to do coding or I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I could travel. I'd have more freedom. I would learn and grow. Time I was exploring what I actually enjoyed. I was in the cubicle office life working, you know, crazy hours. I didn't even know what I enjoyed anymore as a person. And I knew that if I leaned into my passions, it would take me on a path closer to what I really wanted. So I signed up for, you know, Spanish and sign language classes and jiu-jitsu and painting classes. And I knew I wasn't going to be a painter or jiu-jitsu master, but I knew that it would take me in this path of following my passion. Um, 
And then that's when things start to come together when you start getting clear on things, right? So I was clear on what I wanted from this job. I was kind of putting that out there. I was getting more comfortable on what I enjoy as a person. Um, and yeah, those elements were, were working together. I mean, another important thing for a lot of people is sort of looking at your skill set. What are your skills and where's the demand for your skills? Um, that's a more practical tip I can give people. You know, designers, developers, marketers, copywriters, those are very common jobs. That being said, if someone told me that a few years ago, I would probably think, crap, um, I can never get a remote job because I'm not one of those, right? Um, and I remember even thinking, oh, if I could just be a good writer, then I could have a blog and travel the world. And ironically, now I have a blog and I don't consider myself a strong writer, but people just want, a, want to hear a story, right? It's more about sharing. It's not so much the writing. Um, it's more about sharing a story. Um, but I think another important part is to be creative. So look at your skill set. Um, look where there's a need, but also be creative in terms of how you can make it online. So many people dismiss, oh, no, I can't do that. I can't, you know, I can't do that. It's it's not a job I can do online. For example, I used to be a project manager and instantly people are like, oh, I'm project manager. I, I have to meet clients. I can't do it online. Well, guess what? There's Zoom. Like every time someone gives me excuse mindset, every time you have an excuse, find a solution because a solution is out there. We live in this crazy advanced world. There is a solution for everything. Um, so I think another thing is looking at what you're doing now and getting creative of how do I take this online um, and be mindful that majority of digital nomads are entrepreneurs or freelancers. They're not necessarily an employee. So open your mind to the idea of working for yourself and know that it can seem scary, but it's really not that scary. And a lot of people actually do it. Um, yeah, just be patient and persistent. I mean, I had every element working against me saying, don't do it, don't do it. My laptop broke, I couldn't find a job. All these things were saying, this is not a good time for you to go, you know. I had barely, you know, I was down to the last few dollars in my bank account. Like It was just, you know, just down to being very basic with what I was eating. Um, and everything was just saying, this doesn't make sense. Pause, come back to it. And I just, I was like, no, this time is now. I'm making it happen now. And you just have to really push through. You'll be tested so much um, with what your limits are. As long as you don't give up, it's just a matter of time. Awesome. Definitely some uh, uh, tried and true advice uh, from someone who's lived it and, uh, you know, struggled through it and now is uh, broken through on the other side. So congratulations on this uh, lifestyle you're living. Thank you. Uh, so to end off with, uh, curious to know uh, if people wanted to connect with you uh, to follow your blog, uh, The Remote uh, Nomad, but also uh, to find out about the next program, how can they connect with you? What's your website and uh, social media and ways they can reach out to you? Yeah, for sure. So um, the blog is The Remote Nomad. Um, if you just search The Remote Nomad on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, YouTube, you'll see you'll see the remote nomad come up, and then for Wi-Fly nomads, it's W I F L Y, um, Wi-Fly nomads, and yeah, again, we're on. If you just search us on Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram, we also have a private Facebook group, the Grind to Greatness. Um, so a lot of insight. Um, it's a really great place to really connect with the community, get a lot more information. That's where we're most posting most of our information. Um, and yeah, and my email is kate at wifelinomads.com. So if anyone wants to get in touch or you have any questions, um, you know, feel free to reach out. I'm always open to jumping on quick calls and um, 
and hearing from people. But yeah, I mean, all those social media channels, just search for Wi-Fi Nomads or the Remote Nomad um, or, you know, shoot me an email. Awesome, and I'll actually have those links below. So if you're watching this on YouTube, they'll be right in the YouTube description. If you're listening on iTunes, they'll be right in the show notes. So thanks again for your time. Uh, definitely some great insights into being a digital nomad today. Awesome. Thank you, Ricky. You're very welcome, Kate. And thanks, everyone, uh, for lending us your ears if you're listening to this and uh, lending us your eyes if you're watching this. Uh, make sure you connect with Kate uh, through her social media and through her website. Make sure you connect with us as well. We're Digital Nomad Mastery across the World Wide Web. And uh, we love you being Digital Nomads. So if you know any, definitely send them our way. We'd love to have them on the show. Make sure you also check out our summit coming up this November, digitalnomadmastery.com, and uh, you'll uh, be hearing from digital nomads from around the world. And if you're dreaming of this lifestyle, Definitely stop dreaming and start doing and uh, uh, you know definitely we have the tools and resources uh, through all these interviews and uh, coaching masterminding etc so thanks again for tuning into this episode of digital nomad mastery where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world we'll catch you in the next episode